Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Who has tapes? I don't know who has tapes, right? So I'm looking online. I look at Office Max. Online has them. I can order them. They'll be here in a few days, whatever. But I, I want to test this thing. You know, it's a new toy. It's shiny. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe Best Buy has them. So I Google Best Buy audio tapes, right? And it says, oh, the Best Buy on audio tapes is Kmart, 1.3 miles away. I'm like, oh, let me drive over there because I was already out in town. So, all right. So I'm zipping over to Kmart. I walk in, walk, I haven't been to this Kmart for like probably five years or more since the, the Walmart and the Target opened in there. Is that, is that the one up the street from Jen, from your apartment? Oh, it's, you know, the one in town center there. By Panera. Yeah, down that way. So I, you know, uh, what was it? Yeah, around the corner from Panera and Michael's. So I walk down there. I can't uh, believe that place. It's weird to think that that place is still there. Right? And it looks exactly the same as it did when I was last there 10 years ago or five years ago. So I walked straight back to the electronics section and sure shit right there on the shelf. There's not just one pack, but like, a, a you know, the, the hanging arm mm. thing of Maxell uh, 90 minute tapes. That's awesome. So I get the tapes. I'm walking back up to the front and I realize that, um, on the, uh, the store's PA system, whatever they're playing Whitney Houston, how will I know? How will I know if you really that's a great jam. Which is like from nineteen eighty five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, that's probably the last time I was buying audio tapes. Yeah. Part was nineteen eighty five. Yeah. I'm waiting for like, you know, Doc, Doc Brown to show Marty. <laughs> We've gotta go back. <laughs> Hang on real fast. Uh-huh. Sounds better now. Okay. I just plugged and unplugged. Actually did it the other way around. If you plugged and then unplugged, he wouldn't be able to hear us at all. Yeah, I hear you guys fine now. Now it's not doing it, so. (laughs) Ben's like, yeah. Somebody's being a smart ass on this end. I hear that crackling sound. Crackling Rosie? Well, uh, I got an email today. Somebody commented on uh, Power Geeks. Oh, nice. They're like, when are you guys coming back? <laughs> oh, wow. They have nothing better to do with their lives. That's awesome. Holy smoke, you listened to four and a half shows and uh, act. You're, like, you're, you're a loser. It's probably from me moving table. Yeah. Hold on. We're okay. having loose cables and shine. Yeah, it sounds like technical issues. It's like the cable. We may have to get a new mic. I knew you were going to say that. What? It doesn't sound that bad. As long as it doesn't sound bad when I'm listening back to it, it'll be fine. I'm not super worried about it. All right. Well, no, it's usually whatever it sounds like when you record it is what it sounds like when it plays back. So it's just that the bottom cable is getting really loose at the connector now. Uh, Four years of getting. Almost five. Almost five years of getting plugged and unplugged. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the only problem is that it's pointing like right at me, not you. How's Whatever, that? I can still hear you guys fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. If it's if if the audio quality uh, starts to dwindle, I will tell you that you guys are sucking. Thank you, Bob. No problem. You're our bestest friend for audio uh, compliments. Hey, you guys suck. 
<laughs> Thanks, Bob. You're the best. Hey, that audio on your end sucks. All right. Um, Mom sucks. Oh, she's here. Oh. Jesus. She's down, <laughs> downstairs. Say, I just... It's horrible. Now oh, I feel oh. bad. Like, I wasn't trying to make it actually personal. She should. She's right downstairs. <laughs> I, I'm so awkward right now. She didn't hear you. She didn't hear you guys or anything, so don't worry about it. Yeah, she'll listen to the show and then. No, yeah. she's got better things to do with her life than listen to this. <laughs> what the hell's going on with my hair this week? Oh, it looks good, man. I like it. No, it's just I got this weird like. You get, a, like this puff in the front. Well, yeah, it's like this weird hairpiece thing going on. Right Ooh, it looks good, Trump. So uh, I get he's got the I got the best hair. I got the best hair. The best people working on my best hair. Um, so when you so so right now we record on Wednesdays. If you want to do another day um, starting at ten o'clock, which one would be most convenient for you guys? Mm. I'd prefer not Monday or Tuesday, but I could do that if necessary because I usually end up doing my editing on Monday or Tuesday. What about like Thursday? That should be fine. Mm-hmm. So we can just do Wednesday, Thursday, and then. Um, Maybe start like next week or whatever. Start Wednesday, Thursday. Then we can do um, this. So we can do DS9 and Twilight Zone or Cold Check or whatever we want to do. Because mm-hmm. I want to do more audio. It's just a matter of finding time to do it. And doing yeah. two back to back was too much. Like it was oh, yeah. just yeah. Because we were we were, we started at nine thirty. We'd finish at you know one. It was just mm-hmm. too much. Too much, and I'm I, cause so old for that shit. I know, and I still want to do the Patreon too. So it's just a matter of trying to collect some, some audio and kind of going with that. So, or just release more stuff. I don't know what I want to do, but I just I enjoy the uh, the camaraderie of it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you guys got nothing better to do with your lives. Yeah, pretty much, just sitting around. Waiting for another podcast. Like, literally, that's all we do. Like, as soon as the recording goes off, we just kind of sit back and be like, oh. When can we record again? Who can we record with? Call somebody. Get me somebody. We just wait until something pops up on the Facebook stream. It's like, oh, now it's available to record. We just click the link. Everything but our own show. Yes. You know what, though, man? That's the hard part sometimes, you know? That's the hard one to do. Your show is the hardest one to do, you know? Yeah. Because you feel bad about it sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Um, so let's start talking about this episode of Deep Space Nine. In space. In space. Uh, I thought Anton was going to come, so I didn't take notes when I watched the episode yesterday. Which one did we... Uh, is this Battle Lines? This is the one. Uh, it's Groundhog Day in space. Yeah, Battle... <laughs> th- th- yeah, that was Battle Lines. Yeah, Groundhog Day in space. Well, let me see if I can get the um, Wikipedia. I was just just looking up though during the episode, uh, the actress who played uh, Kai Apaka, mm-hmm. who's one of my favorite actresses, and she was born in New York near and grew up near Yankee Stadium. She's Puerto Rican. She's one of your favorites, but you don't know who she is. Yeah, yeah. Camille uh, Saviola. Camille, my wife, Camille. Give you some pills and make you fall over. See, I, I can't do a, a good bill. I, I can't. Me neither. I, I go into Swedish Shelf. Which is. Putting Papa, putting a butt. Which is. 
which is cool because you never get to hear Swedish chef talk about like raping people. So, birdie, birdie, birdie. well, to be fair, he might be saying that the entire yeah, time. Yeah, the entire no idea. You just don't know. Yeah. He's just saying the most despicable shit. He's like Kenny on South Park. Put <laughs> and ripped a teenager. What do you say? What? What? Jesus. Dirty bastard. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Which is funny because you bring up uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, man, I just, I just opened the window and then I closed it because I'm a dumbass. The, the two enemies on this episode were the enus and the non-enus. The enus. The or enus. the soul enus. And was it his brother enus or something? That- That's all I pictured when they said it. You knew a lot of people like enus back where you were from in Alabama, right, Ben? Like that's, I remember. That's basically, that's basically like half your family and high school. They were all enuses. Well, see, you, yeah, but you don't get uh, Roscoe P. Cotrain confused with it. It's it all the same. They're, they're all rednecks, Ben. They're all stupid rednecks. Was the simple-minded one that that uh, had the heart of gold. Where uh, Ben, you're boring me now. This is just this show is about people who jumped over uh, uh, creeks and vans in an in an automobile. Like I'm, I'm yeah, that's all this show is about. Just finding new ways to jump over things. Looks like M. Duke boys is going to get parole again. And really short shorts. Yeah, who, and, I mean, because but the cool part is these guys are basically what drug dealers, right? They're uh, moonshiners. They're moonshiners. So they're hill, they're hillbilly drug dealers. Well, see, that was the that was the big tie-in. Just, that's why they were on parole as they got caught, you know, bootlegging moon and shine, right? And so that was actually where NASCAR comes from. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Well, yeah, but that was the whole thing in the in the show is that they wanted to actually race in NASCAR. They were mooning. They were mooning shine. Back then, NASCAR wasn't as big a deal. Mm-mm. And it shouldn't be now. It's just idiots driving around in a circle. I mean, let's be. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> going to make a left. Keep going left. Left and a left and a left and a left. And a turn. Let me here. Let me turn on uh, this Beyonce song. To the left, to the left. That's what I'm doing, baby. That's what. Yeah, I don't know that one, Ben. I'm too old for that. Yeah. Wow. All, you, that all one. you stuff's in the box to the left. Enos. I guess Enos had his own show with a black guy. Yeah, Enos uh, got a spinoff, and he uh, got called out to. Oh Lord. <laughs> To help the uh, the police out in Los Angeles. He joined the LAPD. That's yeah. the dumb, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What the hell? My name is Enos, anyway. E- a very honorable name. Thank you very much. E N O S Enos. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're trying to say penis, but you just didn't get. You, you just have Enos envy. Enos. Right. <laughs> if if you don't know if you like cock or ass. You have anus. It's the nice mixture of penis and anus. It's anus. So, yeah, so I guess um, we have in this episode here mm-hmm. battle lines. Uh, Kao Opaka, the spiritual leader of the Bajorans, comes aboard the station and requests a tour from Cisco. See, I love how, though, because when the doctor says she's on board, and hold up. What the hell is going on on your end? How about that? Okay. So, 
you know, she said that, uh, she sends the message up that, uh, oh, you said, you know, you'd give me a tour sometime. And I'm thinking Cisco's, you know, on that first episode when he met her, the pilot episode, it was like, you know, that was kind of like a formality. You know, I was just kind of being nice, making conversation. Oh, yeah, if you're ever by the station, I'll, I'll give you a tour. I thought that was Cisco's way of picking her up for sex. He's like, hey, if you ever want to come by and tour my quarters in the bedroom and the different sides of the bed and perhaps the floor and maybe the bathroom and my, son, my son's room and uh, the, the replicator bathroom in the promenade and <laughs> take you at all the hot make out spots baby but uh but yeah so she, you mean just like just show up and like hey i'm, I'm here for my tour why yeah. are you kidding me yeah and nobody means that people you just say stuff like that to be nice and i think cisco was just being nice out of respect um and she took him up on it which is why you don't extend offers like that like you don't say like hey come on over for dinner sometime because then when they show up you're like oh they're here great I was just going to make sandwiches, but yeah. I mean, I guess now I got to cook something. Yeah, I was just going to, we were going to have ice cream tonight for dinner, but I can't have the spiritual leader of Bajor judging me because they're eating ice cream for dinner. Just tell I mean, her it's like a cultural thing and, you know, Wednesdays are ice cream days. You know, you know, back on Enterprise, uh, it's what you call the, uh, the potted meat night. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we, we get a couple of cans of potted meat, meat some Miracle Whip, some white bread. That's what we do. It's a high honor in our society. Yep. <sighs> You know, Edis, he he brought over uh, <laughs> some of the what do you call it, that that better uh, armor potted meat. Um, you know, do fancy stuff. That's very interesting. Uh, Camille Salvola was born in the Bronx in New York City. Um, she grew up near Yankee Stadium, and she was a disco singer, the Margot Lewis Explosion Rock Band of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a singer. Yeah, I've never heard of the Margot Lewis Explosion. And that's why she's acting on Star Trek in the 90s. <laughs> uh, but I'm interested to hear what their band is like, the Margot yeah. Lewis Explosion. Let's see if I can find it on YouTube. Yeah, like I've never heard of them, but it's really <laughs> impressive at the same time somehow. Yeah, it is pretty neat that like she she managed to be like a rock singer in a 70s band that was signed to a disco contract. <laughs> that's what it says here on <laughs> Wikipedia. Neil became the lead singer of the... Margot Lewis Explosion Rock Band. It sounds like a foreigner wrote this. Camille McKinn, lead singer of Margot Lewis Explosion Rock Band in 1970s was signed to disco contract. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was having much good time until disco. <laughs> and then um, next 25 years, she would perform in theater, television, and film. She's best known for her supporting roles as Italian, Latino, or Jewish characters. So she played ethnic roles. Yeah. She also appeared as Akai Opaka in Deep Space Nine. Yep. So there you go. So she played ethnic roles and uh, a Bajoran. Well, which is ethnic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she was Turtle's mom in yep. Entourage. Yep. Two episodes, I think. I'm, it says three. I didn't know she was in uh, an entourage. Yeah. I mean, she's worked steadily throughout uh, her career, so that's nice. You probably didn't recognize her because she didn't have the little thing on her nose. And the, yeah. And the, and the, the, what, the, the habit, nun habit. The nun yeah, habit. She, yeah, she didn't look like uh, the flying nun. Yeah. <laughs> the purple nun. But it's also interesting that she's Turtle's moms. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of fun. It's one of those unusual, what? Oh, so Tropical Mom was the episode I yes, saw her in. So that, so that means Turtle's a, a Bajoran. Yes, well, half on his mom's side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But doesn't that count as like full Bajoran? Like, is that how they do it? Yeah, if your mom's Bajoran, then you're then you're Bajoran. It's like oh. yeah, that's how they do. I think like the the Hebrews. Okay. Um, but but yeah, so um, so Turtle's mom says she wants a tour of Deep Space Nine from Hawk, and uh, Hawk says, "Sure, we just gotta wait till Spencer shows up, and then <laughs> I'm just kind of kicking it." Um, but then she says she wants to go through the wormhole. I like how she sits there looking out the window. It's like, no, no, I, I really want to tour the station. Sure would like to check out that wormhole. But we don't have any ships scheduled this week. So, um, the station's really nice and all, but um, what's going on over there with that wormhole thing? I heard, I heard neat things about that. You know, that's where our gods, the prophets, supposedly live in the celestial temple. Now, a spiritual leader. Essentially, what she's doing is she is going over to a friend's house who has really cool toys and just playing with their toys. She's not interested in Cisco or the yeah. Bajoran or anybody else in this episode. She just wants to play with their toys. I'm thinking it's like when your friend gets the new uh, Xbox One 4K and. It, the big HD or the big 4K screen. Wow, that looks like, pretty cool. Sure is cool. You know, I just happen to be over, but wow, that really is. is that's the new one, huh? That's well, that's pretty neat. So you have the G.I. Joe um, aircraft carrier. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I know it's in the closet, but I mean, I, I guess it, 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 you know, you could land the plane on it and everything. Yeah, but can we see how Castle Grayskull works? That'd be really neat. Do they have a trap door? That's so cool. Does it, does it open? It's a wormhole, you say? Wow. Wow, Cisco, you have all the coolest toys. This is so awesome. So wait, did we have friends do this to us, or did we do this to friends? A little bit of both, I think. I think a little bit of both. I mean, that's what childhood is. You get yeah. cool toys. Kids hang out with you because you have cool toys, and then you do that to others. It's just it was what it is. I had a pool growing up with a trampoline, so for a while, oh, people would set up the trampoline next to the pool, and we'd jump in until one, oh until one kid – it was an in-ground – it was above-ground pool, too, so that made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Until one kid, the trampoline got wet, and he went to jump in and slipped and crashed into the side. <laughs> that, was, that was the last time we did that. See, we pulled our trampoline up next to the uh, treehouse. Uh-huh. The idea was we were going to. Are you are you being serious or? Uh, so, I, it's like fifty fifty for you sometimes. Like I don't no, know. True story. That. True story. So we pulled the trampoline up next to the club, the the treehouse. And the idea was we were going to each climb up on top of the treehouse, jump off onto the trampoline, and then you bounce really high. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Well, <laughs> I learned quickly not to ever be first at anything. And then secondly, um, that whole angle of inflection equals the angle of reflection. Mm-hmm. So when I came in from the, the treehouse, I hit the trampoline and then bounced, launching myself across the yard. <laughs> I smacked into the side of the house, kind of like the, you know the cartoon character. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe any of this. Like I don't know. No, I did. I, I smack against the house and I fall into the grass. At which point, my mother slides the kitchen window open and yells at my friends to stop throwing stuff against the house. And I'm laying on the you know they're like, okay, Mr. McGuire, sorry about that. And I'm just kind of laid out on the ground. How many times I told y'all boys to quit throwing them dead raccoons at the house? Exactly. And you mess yeah. up my side and you're gonna knock over the trailer. I was somehow expecting you to like jump out of the treehouse, hit the trampoline, and come back up, and then hit your head underneath On the, tree the treehouse. House. No. See, I thought what was going to happen was you were going to jump onto the trampoline and then go into speed. <laughs> and I went all the way to Bajor. No. In his mind, that's exactly what happened. 
happened. It was, like, it, it, was, it was like the opening scene from Buck Rogers where you're just spinning through the, the, the wormhole of time. <laughs> it's funny because my treehouse, we actually set it up inside like uh, the Millennium Falcon. Nice. And that, that was the whole thing because it was kind of the cockpit type thing. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hang on really fast. Hang on, hang on. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. The, whole, uh, yeah. the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> it was neither Holy Roman or an empire. Discuss. I don't know anything about this stuff. What? The know. Star Trek or the Maybe trampoline stuff? Any of it. Yeah. We were too poor for cool toys. Oh, that was... I don't know how we ended up with a trampoline, but we had it at the old rental house and then at our newer house. Yeah, it took like an act of Congress to give me a background <clears throat> pool at our house. Oh, we never had a pool. And then it was like, uh, it's too much of a pain in the ass to care if we had it like once a month. Wait, now does done. it count as an above ground pool? The little, like the, the one with the two foot high wall that you yes. unfold and then you take the hose pipe? As long as you pee in it. I don't know if I ever peed in it. No, oh, then it didn't I, count. I peed in the river. Mm, no, no. I almost drowned in the, the pool. Did you try to do the whirlpool thing? No, I tried to do the thing where you lay down in the pool and you breathe through the, the pipe like I saw in Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> oh, how'd that so, work out? And uh, unfortunately, the other end drooped into the water. So when I <laughs> to breathe in, I breathed in water. Nice. But he wasn't peeing into the other end of it. Nice. No, pretty- <sighs> but and since I, of course, was unattended as a child in the pool, mm-hmm. you know, as you do with all seven-year-olds, so I come stumbling yeah. out of the pool coughing trying not to you know in the water and the breathing not happening and then i kind of collapse on the front porch just as my grandmother comes outside you're flopping like a fish no no it's more of just turn colors and so she like smacked me and okay resuscitated me get me back to life that's fun that sounds sounds good yeah i like it and coming back from the dead (laughs) speaking of which it's um, always fun yeah, and it's what happened to this episode. Yeah, uh, we had a de- uh, my friend Carl James had a deck in his backyard, and we pretended it was the bridge of the Enterprise. Oh, nice nerds! Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was fun. So anyway, um, yeah, it was cool. Like it was a it was a it was a raised deck. There was like three tiers, like three steps, and like we would just hang out on the uh, on the top and pretend like we were on the Enterprise. It was cool. <laughs> That's what all the cool kids did. They pretended like they were on the bridge of the Enterprise. Original yeah, like, yeah, that's what I did. Original series, bruh. Original series. Yeah. So um. So anyway. Um, so yeah. So they uh, they're taking this runabout through a wormhole there, and as they're running about, um, they get attacked by a satellite of some sort yeah. near the moon, like because yeah. the the spiritual leader lady's being a real pain in the ass, and she's like, "Can we get closer to that moon? Closer, 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 closer." You no, know, she's closer, being closer. all cryptic and shit. Yeah. Like, oh well, you never know when a prophecy happens. <clears throat> this is that, she's real creepy with O'Brien's. Like you, she's like, what was it? Uh, Haley said that. Uh, She's giving out jewelry like she's got an Etsy store. <laughs> and so her card and contact information are on. She's like, oh, you have a daughter? Here, take this necklace. It's, it's Jewels by Kai. Uh, <laughs> Your first purchase, you'll get 10% off everything in the store. Um, a little QR code on the back of the necklace. If you refer a friend, you'll get 20% off your next purchase at the uh, Bajoran Spiritual Leader store. So have a good time. We'll see you later. Good talking to you. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. All of the all of the the jewelry has been blessed by me, so it's extra special. Oh, whatever their little ear tug thing is. I was I was drawing a I was drawing a penis. Oh, 
Yeah, no, <laughs> that's like... their blessing. <laughs> Instead of doing the cross, they just draw a penis. Yeah, they draw an ear penis. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so they she's being all weird, and then they get hit by a energy beam of some sort from a satellite. Down they go. And down they go. And as they're and as they're crashing, um, somehow the lady dies. Yeah. <laughs> like the ship crashes, and they're all dead. And she's all dead. And I guess like her vertebrae were crushed or something, and she's just dead. And everybody else is fine, even though they're sitting like right next to her. Yes. Like, was the unlucky bitch that got. Well, nobody had a seatbelt on. Uh, I don't understand how that happens because it's the year 2016 and my car beeps every three seconds at me until I put a seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Well, see, they have inertia dampeners. Did they just pull that out of the uh, out of the the switchboard there on the uh, on the runabout? They just pulled mm-hmm. the for that. Well, what it is is they actually do have seatbelts. It's just that they they click them into place and then they just sit on the belt. Oh, it's it's like fastened behind. You know, they just so it would click and shut up. Shut up, Ben. That's not true. It is. No, it's not. I, I read it in one of the star logs from the nineties. No, it's not, Ben. I, all right, yeah. No, it's not, Ben. You're just making all this up. I don't know what to believe. Totally made that one. Welcome to my world. I know. It's. I feel. I. You know what? I feel bad, but uh, happy for you all at the same time, Jenny. Like it's a very. I feel these weird emotions for you. I. I really don't believe anything anymore. Basically, by default, <laughs> I don't believe a single thing I hear, whether it's from him or anybody else. Like I'm just gonna assume that it's it's a bunch of crap. It's cool though. I feel that way too about a lot of people. I just think it's my it's my nature. Like I'm just. Yeah. A, I'm very skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was inclined that way anyway, but. I hone my skills of cynicism, yeah. and that's, that's but that's weird too because that's why I don't like telling anybody anything. Like, like <laughs> because I feel like if I'm telling them things, and they're gonna think the same thing I think about them, so I just like to keep my mouth shut. If that makes sense, yeah. You know, hang on, I gotta let my dog in. Oh, never mind. Yeah, so it's like anytime someone's telling me stuff about how awesome their life is, I'm just like, shut the fuck up! Like you're just making all that shit up. Mm-hmm. I don't believe him. See, my thing is I don't tell people about how awesome my life is. I generally tell them about how miserable I am at every given stage. Of- but you're not. You're one. I don't understand why you're so sad. Uh, chemical imbalance in my brain. Um, oh, that's not I mean, that's basically it. That was a real bummer. I have nothing to say after that. <laughs> what are, I mean, it's just kind of just, this bitch is dead on the moon. <laughs> just kind of shot me down there. Like, so. like I got... Like I got problems. This oh, week. so Cisco, huh? Yeah. What about that uh, that Crisco guy? Yeah. <laughs> Doing all right. Ooh. No seatbelts. Oh, great. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so, uh, so the plane, the the runabout, the runabout crashes into the moon. Down it goes. She's dead, and um, the Bajoran lady. Why can't I remember Akira? Kira? Kira Narice. Kira is very upset about this. Like. She's she is overacting to like ten. Yeah. No. Well, no, I mean that's she was hamming it up big time the, on the scene. You know, just the guy, the guy in general is like, you know, the Pope on steroids as far as their religion goes. Like she's yeah, the I don't, I'm not buying that because right. if it was the Pope on steroids, they just wouldn't let her hopped on some runabout and fly yeah. into a wormhole. Like there'd well, be I mean, there'd be better security. Well, this is a different you know people though. I mean, well, they just the came out who, of a war. You would think that they would have more security. Yeah, like, come on. 
He was the, the, the leader. You know what happened? I bet the security team was sick of trying to have to buy her stupid jewelry that she sells on Etsy. They're like, I'm just so fucking sick of this lady trying to make me buy her stuff. I don't want your crappy jewelry. Everybody's got the ear thing. Yeah, like, she's not part of the religion. She look, made that it, shit up to sell them. It's fishing string and beads, lady. You're not tricking anybody. There's nothing magical about this stuff. Just shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been blessed with uh, look, waters you, of... You take her. <laughs> you take her to the wormhole because she just wants to go door to door in the Gamma Quadrant selling her jewelry to people. <laughs> well, that looks like a nice moon over there, Poppy. Come on, let's go. I bet they have lots of ears that I could sell earrings. <laughs> She's got her little rolling cart, pop up display. <laughs> it's a pitch for the angels. <laughs> She's a pitch man. She's got robots and earrings and watches and the finest and the finest silks from Siam (laughs) flown in by one pigeon at a time. You see one strain, one pigeon. And they weave these together. The pigeons are the pigeons are trained in the mystical art of weaving. They were trained by Hugo weaving. (laughs) And he, he trained them to weave these ties magically in Siam. Mr. Cisco. Yep, and there you go. So she's selling her crap, but then she's dead. And then she's dead. But then she bargains for her life and comes back. No, No, but that's the spoiler, Jenny. Duh, come on. And then they get get taken by, like, the reject uh, Connor McCloud people. Oh, Glenn Danzig? Yeah. Yeah, like I kept saying, they look like like shitty Braveheart people. Like they can only afford like half the wigs. Like they couldn't get the other half. See, the leader of that group, you recognize him, didn't you, from Breaking Bad? I know, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. Uh, Better Call Saul. No, I watch. I don't have these technologies. Uh, Community. I don't like that show. Uh, Damn, just strike it out. Yeah, I'm just, I can't think of anything else he's on. Those uh, are kind of the major roles that he's been what in. What like. was he? Who is he on? Who is he on Community? Uh, well, in Community, he was uh, Chevy Chase's replacement. But he's better known for his work on uh, Breaking Bad as Mike uh, Ermintraub. Yeah. But he le- Chevy Chase left Community, right? Because he was mad because he wasn't making enough money. Well, he's, he's a grumpy old racist, so they let him leave. Oh. And this guy came in. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember what his name was in Community. No, his real name. Oh, his real name was Jonathan Banks. Yeah, Mike, Mike Cunt, I believe his name was. Yeah. His middle name. Mike Michael Cunt Ermintrop. <laughs> uh Paul Collins. Joseph 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 A. Banks. Joseph A. Banks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he was in Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Yes. That, oh. That's way back there though. Well, I guess though that would have been sooner I mean, closer to when this episode was filmed. Oh, he was in airplane. I Oh, that's right. Yeah. He had like a 30-second roll or something like that. He was, that. he was also in 48 Hours. Okay. He was in Stir Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Armed and Dangerous is one of my favorite movies. Have you ever seen Armed and Dangerous with Chevy with, um, with uh, John Candy and Eugene Levy? It's really good. No. Oh, that sounds so familiar. It's um, uh, He's a police officer. John Candy's a police officer, and he's framed for the theft of a television by two corrupt detectives. And so he gets kicked out of the force, and then he joins like a, like a rent-a-cop company, and he becomes like a rent-a-cop. This seems like the sort of thing I would have watched on Comedy Central like 25 years ago. Oh, dude, I used to rent this movie all the time when I was a <laughs> kid. Now, was he a, a Chicago cop? No, he was a Los Angeles Police Department uh, officer. Oh, 
I loved this. This armed and dangerous. And what's his name was in it? Um, Tiny Lester. Oh, okay. We also know from Friday, and he was also a, a Klingon in Enterprise. Yes, which is the best casting ever. <laughs> Zeus was a uh, and uh, Robert Loge is in this movie too. It's really good. I would recommend watching Armed and Dangerous. I'll check it out. Armed and Dangerous. And yeah, it's really good. Trust me. Okay. Trust I, believe me. I, I believe you. It was when I was a kid. I was a big John Candy fan. I used to watch that and Who's Harry Crumb all the time. I love that one. Who's Harry Crumb's awesome. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that's, was my Thanksgiving tradition. That's another great film. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> great Outdoors was my John Candy. I love, I love Great Outdoors. I saw, that one. I saw that one at the Cinema Cafe when I was a kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I loved uh, that one. But anyway, so, um, so we see Danzig slash uh, Walter. What's his name? Uh, Mike Herman Traub. No, no. What's his name in Braveheart? Oh, and Braveheart, uh, William Wallace. Well, we see uh, Danzig, William Wallace, uh, Connor McLeod, of the McLeod clan. Bill, Billy, Billy Wallace. Yeah, he looks, but he also looks like a reject from like uh, Thunderdome or something. Yeah, he's just got that like post-apocalyptic wasteland look because like his eyes are all messed up and he's got a weird like knot in his head and long yeah. hair and he's all dirty looking and stuff. He's not a nice fellow. Like he's very grumpy. Yeah. I think you would be too. That whole perpetual war thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there is a constant state of war going on, and then they're talking about what's happening here and like how they're always been. They've been in war for like a million bazillion years, and they're like, "How is this possible? I don't understand." And all of a sudden, they look over and they see the shadows. It looks like ET, but it's not ET. Um, it looks like uh, Holly Selassie, like kind of wearing one of those weird hats. You know, it's not Hollywood, but it's Kai. She's alive. What? what? She's like, hey, Poppy, I got some more of these necklaces. <laughs> I, will, I will sell necklaces from the grave. They're magic necklaces. They keep you alive, Holmes. <laughs> like, now she's Mexican all of a sudden. I don't know what happened there. No, it's just we're racist old white guys. Yeah, I mean, whatever, man. I mean, you know. Whatever sells an episode. Let's go. I mean, you know, this is the, it's kind of a strange episode, this one. Yeah. Um, so then they're doing their thing, and then all everybody's like, oh, my goodness, how is she alive? I don't understand. What is happening here? Should we saw, I saw you die, man. I, I love, though, when Cisco asks uh, the Dr. Bashir, and he says, you know, how is this possible? And my response was, because I'm a very bad doctor. In the woods. Hey, I'll be here all night, folks, trying to feel. And the weird part about it is, too, uh, when she dies, Kira's really bummed out, but when she's back alive, it's like she doesn't have any emotion left. She's like, hey, look, you're back. Cool. Hey, welcome back. Did you bring chips? You said you were bringing chips. No chips? The, the, the holy text that you sold us last month said there was chips in the we, afterlife. We needed uh, some pretzels. You didn't bring pretzels? Vegetable tray? Nothing? You just well, come we, back? We, we've, got, we've got the dip. We call him Dr. Bashir, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So you just showed back. She had no emotion. She was so ex- she was so bummed out that she's died, and then she came back. And she was like, "Oh hey, what's oh, so you gave her the head now? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Sup, dude? Sup? Sup?" <laughs> and then um, yeah, she's alive. And they're like, "What happened to her? Why is she alive? I don't understand. How is this happening?" See, the Bajorans have, you know, 47 words for uh, misery and sorrow. 
but no word for, uh, hey, I'm glad you're back from the dead. <laughs> That's probably why I relate to them so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, uh, they're kind of bummed out, the Bajorans. But I mean, to be fair, they were kind of dominated for a really long time. And like everything mm-hmm. they do, everything they do kind of sucks. Um, they just not, it's not worked out for them. But that's why you think it would be like extra exciting that one of them didn't die this time. Yeah, I mean, especially this lady, like she was yeah. their, um, you know, their spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's not just like a regular one. She's the one that took them through the war. <clears throat> she was the one that you know supported them through the darkest days, type thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she's super respected. Yeah, but she's dead. But she's back. But she's dead. Maybe she's like Franken-Kai. That'd be cool. I'd watch that. <laughs> Star Trek, Franken-Kai. Franken-Kai. Dun-dun-dun, we're alive. Dun-dun-dun. But yeah, so she's alive, and then they kind of explain what happens here, because I'm confused. Yeah. They, they've got like, uh, what was it, little biomechanical things going on the doctor picks up on? He needs to get the runabouts uh, computers back online so he can figure out what the hell's going on. So basically like the nanobots or something like that. Yeah. Like something's keeping her alive for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, so the, uh, was it, oh, Cisco says, hey, we're getting out of here and we can take you guys with us. We take everybody to get out of here. We're all getting out of here. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we're, you know, get ready to be here forever and Cisco's like, no, no, no. No, 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 it ain't happening. Maybe a day, a week at the most. Because I've got the Forget best the people <laughs> with the biggest ships. The biggest hands working on the, be huge. the biggest afros and the most dots on their head. And the cool part about it is, too, um, I guess back on Deep Space Nine, um, O'Brien is like, where the fuck did they go? Like, they yeah. just, I mean, they they just can't leave. Like she's, she's super important to their Bajoran society and she's just gone. Yeah. Just well, Oda is the one that was like tripping balls yeah. on it. It's like, you don't understand. I mean, just her going through the, the wormhole. I've, I've had, my phone is ringing. People are calling me. I actually turned into the phone for the pleasure that I would receive from the ringing because it would turn me on. I, I put myself on vibrate for three hours. And the phone just kept ringing, and I came so much. It was amazing. My bucket is totally full. <laughs> <laughs> so I need a new bucket, or somebody's got to empty this thing. I made so many necklaces, bro. It's just crazy. <laughs> I need Kai to come back to sell them. Man, I totally, I'm going to start my own SD shop, too, of uh, Odo sperm necklaces. <laughs> Pro necklaces by Odo. Man, I've made so many cousins, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Little chess pieces all over the walls. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Just be skeeting. <laughs> skeet, 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 skeet. Necklace. Skeet, 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 skeet. Earrings. And it's a shape sheet. They're all natural, organic. Yeah. Well, they can be necklaces. They can be earrings. They can be brooches. I mean, because they shapeshift, bro. <laughs> Air gel. It, it's yeah. just, it's all. No, I mean, it's all, all it's, it's all natural Odo. God. You know, a little dabble do you. <laughs> so, um, 
So yeah, so Odo's tripping balls, and rightfully so. I'm sure there's pretty probably some pretty angry people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't see why because she kind of she's kind of annoying. I liked her. I mean, she's okay. I I, I want to hear her sing. I think that would help her Etsy sales if she was singing her jingles. That's true. You know? Only if uh, she didn't set it to autoplay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to her mm-hmm. Etsy store and it just immediately starts, you know, blasting out disco hits. From- <laughs> she was in rock band disco hit. <laughs> it's, it's tough time to be Roscoe and disco. Oh, she sing rock music to disco contract. Ah, comrade, yeah. It, it's much good time to be Puerto Rican with a uh, Russian accent. <laughs> it's the only way to go. So she's rocking and rolling, and she sets up her Etsy shop, and she's like, hey, let's – you know what would look really great on that bandage on your head? Because like the fun part is, like, there's no doctors on this planet, and there's just, like, a pile of, like, injured people, like, in the corner. Like, literally, there's just a pile of them. Yeah. And and, and, and the, the Puerto Rican lady's over there putting bandages and brooches on people. She's like, hang on, you know what really make that bandage stand out is this brooch. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think? Looks That's good, good, huh? It's really good on you. It like, really brings out your eyes. And the earrings will bring it all together. Yeah, and the earrings and the necklace really make it. Um, so you owe me like a million space bucks. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, she's playing doctor, and then they all leave, and then uh, they just start yelling at him. Well, they've, they've got to have the peace conference. Not, well, this is, this is where homegirl's yelling in his face about not being safe, right? Like, Oh, oh, where Norris is like, you know, you're not military enough. You just, they just walked right in here, and they could kill us at any second. We'd be all dead and stuff. Yeah. And I hate your face. I think it's that's like, the point that I yelled at her. Just shut up. Well, and then so did Kai. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's not your war. Calm down. Now, is she doing this because they wrote that report about her earlier on in the episode about how she was like a lap dog? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that contributed to it. Because uh, that happened at the very beginning. Like, I guess there was some secret files that got released by the um, the Cardassians yeah. about the Bajorans. And, and I guess Kara, she was mentioned. Uh, Kara was mentioned. Kara was mentioned. And they said she was like a lap dog running errands between, you know, more important people. And she got real butthurt about that. Yeah. Which is funny because they try to warn her, like, maybe you shouldn't read this stuff that they wrote about you. And she's like, ah, I, can take, I can take it. But the thing is, it's like, you know, you don't read anything. I mean, you don't believe anything in the comment section, man. I mean, yeah. it's just there to hurt you, you know? Yeah. Like, stay off space Twitter if you don't want to know that people hate you, you know what I mean? And even yeah. worse, that's like the comment section that nobody thought that she would ever read. So they yeah. felt totally free to, like, just trash her. Well, except for that one uh, goal bakur who said, uh, first. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Obama. I think that was another one. Yeah. And, uh, and then somebody mentioned that she was getting fat. Like, yo, I think she's getting fat, yo. And they were like, oh, that's not nice. And then and then they said that she's a lap dog. And like, yeah, that's cool, though. Like, don't talk about The other guy's like, lap dog. I, I know I got a lap dance, but it, what? And then everybody's like, what? And then this other t- the other goal, he was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, huh? And he's like, yeah. And what? Uh-huh. And then that comment got a bunch of thumb down. Yeah. <laughs> they were thumbing down that one because they were blaming Space Obama. Yeah. We're taking our guns. 
taking our space raffles, man. You can't be doing that, Obama. You're going to ruin everything. You're going to ruin our country with space raffles. And they got a bunch of thumbs downs. Yeah. And, you know, dilithium crystals can't melt steel beams. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. <laughs> so, so then we're back in Star Trek land. And then um, just kind of... I was hoping that the Danzig guys would sing a song because they look like they were in like a space rock band. And then when they pulled out their weapons, I thought they could double as like instruments a la Guar or Kiss, which I thought would be cool. Like this episode's really going to pick up. They're going to play a show. (laughs) The guy was sharpening his axe when they walked into the cave. It's like, oh, hey. Is no, it's it's actually an axe. Uh, I wanted to hear some Detroit Rock City or something. That's one of my favorite Kiss songs. That one and and uh, Hard Luck Woman. The rest of it's all kind of shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kaya Paco was disappointed because she was thinking the same thing. They she was were like, the song." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I used to sing rock like with a disco contract. I was going to sing my disco contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, she sang rock band disco contract. Uh, and then, like, I kind of, I kind of understood what was happening, but they lost to me a little bit. Like, they're fi- who are they fighting? Like, they're fighting okay. other people on this. There's, moon? there's the anus, and then there's the null anus. No, no, I got that part. But are they all on the same moon? Yes, yeah. and they're all yeah. fighting against each other. Okay, but none all of them imprisoned but, on the on the moon. But none of them can die, right? There's some kind of they figure out that there's some kind of nanites or whatever keeping they everybody did, alive. Didn't do a good job explaining that part. I don't think. Right, I mean, because they're having the peace conference where it's like, "Hey, I need everybody to get along." And this is trying to kill each other. It's the worst work. peace conference ever because they all bring weapons to it. <laughs> like, yeah. What kind of peace conference is this? Like, they're just carrying around spears. Like, they could have at least like been golf clubs or something. Like, no, this isn't a a blunt object to beat you in the head with. I'm gonna go I, golfing after this peace conference, man. Like, no, I'm not gonna. Got a, got a peace conference at nine. I got a tea time at ten. Yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta combine here, man. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta hustle. I gotta hustle. So we almost done here. Whack you in the head with my golf club. And that's when, uh, you know, Bashir tackles, you know, Cisco. And he's like, "We can't die." He's like, "I know we can't die." That's the whole purpose of this episode. He's like, "No, moron, we can't die because if we die, you get stuck here forever." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, that was the first thing that crossed my mind when they realized that that was what was going on. Like, there was these bacteria whatever bring them back to life like if it only works on this planet if they take the person off the planet it's not going to work anymore like how, how did they think that that was gonna they were gonna like rescue this entire group of people out of see i thought that like if they left the planet they became mortal i i just thought if they were on the planet they were immortal but if they left then they if they died they would be dead i didn't think like if they left the atmosphere of the moon they would just all keel over and die that's what i took from it am i wrong well no that was yeah if if they leave on this episode then they you can't leave the planet you you die when you leave i felt like it was basically something that was on the planet that would like I said, like little nanobots or something that were kind of in the air, in the atmosphere, in the dirt or whatever, and then it right. would fix you, and then you're fix alive. Me. Fix, me. fix you. They they patch you up, but then they're they're are what are keeping you alive. Fix me. And if you leave the planet, then they stop working, and then you stop working. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. It's not like with uh, Flint when on the original series where he was like 
you know, 5,000, 6,000 years old or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when he left earth, he started aging and died. Okay. So it wasn't like that. No. Okay. You, you uh, leave the planet. So the instant you leave the planet, you're dead. Yeah. Okay. So that's why they're not leaving. Yeah. And that's so why at the end of the, the episode. Then what was the whole point? Well, she stays behind to help. I understand that, but then why, ha why have a peace conference? And who cares if they're not going to? Well, see, they didn't know that at the time. He figured uh, out, like, what happened through the peace conference or something. Yeah, the doctor was working on this problem while they were piecing it up because Cisco's idea was, hey, you guys stop trying to kill each other. We get rescued in a couple of days, and I, I'll take everybody out of here. Okay. The peace conference devolved. Like, it fell apart. Instantly. Yeah. Just, even when they figure out about the nanites, he's like, well, I could figure out a way to turn them off so that they stop repairing you. And then you could, if you get killed, you stay dead. And, you know, Mike is like, yeah, was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's turn off the other guy's stuff. And, and, and I'll be able to use that as a weapon and finally kill them forever. Ha ha mm -hmm. ha. It's like, you, you fuckers just don't get it. Mm hmm. So it, but then what would be the point of turning them off? Like, there'd be no point then. I mean, just let them kill. I mean, they seem to be having fun. I mean, who cares? Like, well, no, but that's the thing is they, you know, it's miserable. You just, you, I mean, you are they miserable forever. though? Because I mean, like if the way I look at it is like, if you're miserable and someone presents an opportunity to change your existence and you don't jump on that, that, that opportunity, then you just like being miserable. Well, yeah, but that was the thing is he wanted to turn it off for the other guy. So he yeah, so he could kill them. So he's not really amped on one. He's like, I want yeah. to be dead so I can kill everybody. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Like, no, you're not getting this. I think that's the point. It's like they haven't quite learned their lesson yet. They probably yeah. need to stay in prison a few more thousand years. Like, I think this would have been more effective if the main Danzig bad guy was like, look, man, I'm tired of being alive. Like, I just want to be dead. And like, mm -hmm. at one point he did kind of say that, but then he quickly went back to like, well, let's just kill everything. And it was just a weird kind of like, if I think it would have been, it would have made more sense if you were like, look, I hate being alive. I've been killed thousands of times. Just let me die, man. Let me die. It's like, that's why you don't set guards anymore. It's like, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, yeah totally. Like, it, that, that made sense. Like, yeah, if we die, we'll be, we'll be okay. It's a flesh wound. I'll get better. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. And I think those scenes in Monty Pythons are always the funniest ones. Yeah, the little side stuff. Yes, I love that. I'm not dead yet. No, he's dead. <laughs> and he just whacks him on the head with the stick. <laughs> love it. Well, I'm yeah, I think the story, the story of the Monty Python movies are basically just a carrier for all those little side scenes to yeah. put them together, you know? All those, all those stupid little one-liners at work. Exactly. I, I love the uh, the monks through that whole thing, though. Like, P.A.A. Zeus Dolman. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that movie, I saw it in 10th grade English class. And I don't know why my 10th grade English teacher showed it to me, but I was like, this is awesome. Like, well, I wish it because that's the coolest 10th grade English teacher ever. Is I should get an A in English for liking this. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, they this... were just phoning it in that day. They were like, I'm not really teaching anything. I just feel like watching Python. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when I, uh, what was it, my French 2 class, senior year of high school. We watched uh, History of the World, Mel Brooks. Oh, that's a great, that's one of my favorites. Well, that makes sense one. because the French part is at the yeah. end. Good to be the king. 
Well, that in you know we you know what was it uh, when it shows the French Revolution? Uh-huh. You got the street name is Rue de Merde. Yeah. Like you know, sh- street of shit basically. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing the whole we are so poor we can't even afford a language only this cheesy accent. <laughs> oh, Which is now did he steal that joke from Monty Python's? Because when of course we're French, look and listen to this ridiculous accent because it's similar jokes. Very similar, yeah. Yeah, similar jokes. Which one came first? Because that that was my favorite. (laughs) Now go away before I taunt you a second time. We'll fart in your general direction. And your mother smells of elderberry. No, what was it? Your your mother was a hamster. And your father smelled of elderberries. I love it when he calls them English niggets. <laughs> niggets. Because he pronounces the K. It's my favorite part. Now go away, you English niggets. It's like what? <laughs> like it, t- it took the longest time for me to get. Oh, he said the K. That's awesome. <laughs> Fetch le marche. Quoi? Fetch le marche. That's the only French I know, and I don't even know if it's really French. Uh, it just says, get the rabbit. That's all I think he said. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I, my favorite part of uh, History of the World Part 1 is the Inquisition. I love the Inquisition. What a time. The Inquisition. <laughs> we know you're wishing that we'd go away. I don't think I've even seen that yet. You've never seen History of the World Part 1? Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, that I have weekend viewing. Yeah, hey, Tokamato, what do you say? <laughs> is that on any of the streaming sites? I don't know, but if it is, I recommend they it. They probably it's have it in the $5 bin at Walmart. Oh, it's... Or is it, is it too old for even it's that? It's too old for that. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, man, because, like, is that still a thing? The $5 bin? Yeah. Can yeah. you still... Do they still do that? Because I haven't... No, been, yeah. We picked up... Three Amigos for like seven ninety nine. Oh, that's great! I love that one. Blu-ray. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. It's not the five dollar bin anymore because now with Blu-ray, I think they're like eight bucks. Yeah. You, you can buy um, History of the World Part One on DVD on Amazon for six dollars and fifty nine cents. That's yeah. amazing. Be getting it soon. So you can go to Dork Trek, click on the link, and uh, get it. Yeah. I love History of the World Part One. See Hitler on ice. And then I uh, call me crazy. I like Life of Brian. I'm a big Life of Brian guy. That was yeah, a good I'm not the Messiah. <laughs> you need, Messiah would say he's not the Messiah. You need to think for yourselves. <laughs> we need <laughs> to think for ourselves. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Graham's uh, cock and balls in that scene with throwing the door open. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice little cameo by George Harrison. Yeah. Which, now, was it... Well, he put up a lot of money to make that movie. Life of Brian was the one that he mortgaged his house to get yeah, He bankrolled it, basically. Yeah. It, like, if that movie had flopped, though, he would have literally lost his house. Eh, he'd have got so another one. Well, I don't know. Just to sell some Beatles tunes. It's weird to me to think that, like, that's how, like, just kickstart it, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> huh? What? You're actually going to put up your own money and for your, you're going to oh, just kickstart it, bro? Crowdfund. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, come on, dude. Get with it. Go fund me. Yeah. 
piece of the cross for five bucks. Yeah, you can be a guy in the movie nailed to a cross for like $10,000. Yeah. See, our $5 donors will give you this uh, little bag of sand <laughs> from, from the desert scenes. Uh, $5 and- for that? You'd be mad. <laughs> Ten dollars, uh, we will give you actual uh, some of the crap that the peasants were digging around in. And, uh, the Inquisition, what a show! So yeah. So anywho, um, don't forget the synchronized women nuns. Yes. Um, so what happens here? Uh, so yeah. So they realize that this ain't gonna happen. This isn't gonna work. And then. Uh, then O'Brien, of course, is all this time trying to figure out how to communicate with him he, and avoid getting shot down. And avoid his wife. That, that's the mm-hmm. rule one of all yeah. of this. <clears throat> yeah. and, it's, and it's weird, too, because, like, they don't really go on away missions. So when they're not on the space station, it's weird. Yeah, when they're out on the, the runabouts. Now, does, does Miles basically volunteer for every away yes. possible? Yes, yes, He's like, look, uh, please shoot me into space. <laughs> just, <laughs> just whatever. Is it off the station? Yeah. Will I be dead? Yeah. Are you okay. willing to walk on the sun? Okay, sure. Yeah. Because if I kill myself, my family doesn't get my space insurance money. But if I well, die... They get double. Yes, they get double because I'll be dying on the job. So please shoot, shoot, shoot me into rocket space and let me be dead. Dead, dead, dead. Could you arrange for a moon to fall on me? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, we can figure that out, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a moon, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, we got a few of them. Okay, what size moon? Are we talking like uh, Death Star size, or are we looking at uh, your, super, your de- super Death Star? Uh, <laughs> How, what kind of moon are we looking at here? So anyway, uh, so uh, the weird part is, um, like, they want this information from uh, Danzig wants like, give me, tell me how to do it. And they're just kind of standing there and nothing happens. Like right. why doesn't Danzig try to kill him? The doctor Brigier to get the information. Cause there's a lot of time where they're just kind of like, any time now, O'Brien, 12 seconds. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Um, just going to leave. Yeah, like they didn't try to kill. Like, if you really wanted the information, yeah, if I wanted the information that bad, I just would have killed you, and then you'd be stuck here forever, and you'd have to tell me eventually, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the only way for him to get off the planet now is to reveal the cure by fixing himself. Yeah. So it was weird to me that the guy didn't attack him or something. It was just like very much like, all right, I'm gonna go back over here and die some more. I'll see you later. I think they just got so lazy about fighting. Like, with not putting guards out or anything, they're just like, what? I don't... I mean, we're all, we're all going to die and come back anyway. I mean, what's the point? Now, then you got Kayapaka, though, telling, you know, Cisco uh, that our paths will cross again. Why was it so important that she stay there? I don't understand. Like, what was the, her prophecy about this? Like, Well, that's the thing is, I mean, if she stays, she can stay alive and... So now she will help. Bring it was like peace she was trying to get there to ha- to get stuck there. Well, that was the prophecy that she saw. Yeah, but what's the point? Like she's going to try to bring peace among these people that don't care either way because they're just going to be dead. Well, I mean, the point is to get her off Bajor. Is is ultimately the point because her dying and her staying on this planet set you know these political situations into motion that are going to you know carry out for the rest of the series. But isn't this? Wouldn't that all go back to? Um, Cisco, isn't that all Cisco's fault? For taking her? Yes. 
I mean, you know, but he's the emissary. He's the emissary of the prophets, and she's the Kai of the prophets, and so everything works for a greater purpose. Yeah, whatever. All right. All right. Sounds like a bunch of crap to me. All right. This is the most spiritual of the Star Treks, this, this series. I mean, it's all ate up with some Bajoran spirituality. I like this episode, though. Call me crazy. Like, I thought it was... It was it was it was fun, but like at the same time too, it was strangely um, unmotivated because everyone's gonna die, so they just don't care. Yeah, they don't care how they look. They don't care. Throw your hands in the air like you yeah, just. They just, <laughs> they just didn't care. They were just like, eh. Uh-huh. You know what? They said a general blase attitude, like, eh, whatever, man. We're gonna die anyway. Who cares? It's like nihilism. Nihilism is just. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like a whole planet of nihilists. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it must be exhausting. They've nihilized themselves out. <laughs> They're just like, hey, whatever. It, it, what, we don't even care to be nihilistic anymore. Just, so you're going to cure us? Eh, I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. I mean, if you're going to cure us, at least cure those guys so we can kill them some more. <laughs> can, can you do that? Kill them? Because like, at what point are you going to like just realize, like, okay, I'm going to kill all these people and they're going to come back. Like, aren't we just kind of wasting our time here? Like. I think it would take like me killing someone the second time and them coming back. Like, dude, what am I doing this for? Like, it's just kind of dumb. Let's do something else. Well, now he's got to kill you a couple of times. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it just seems like, I don't know. Wouldn't you get tired of doing that? Like for hundreds of years, just like, what's the point? Like what? At some point, well, I guess that's the, the point is that to show you how ridiculous it is in the first place, they keep doing it because war doesn't make sense. And so until they get to the point that they're like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Let's stop killing each other and make. Do you think it would have happened eventually? Because I mean, like people lose uh, inspiration in their jobs rather quickly because they feel like their job doesn't matter. And talk about a job that doesn't matter. Like you're fighting in a war where you can't kill anyone. Yeah. Like you're a soldier in a war where everyone lives. It's like, or they just come back from the dead. It's like what a waste. You know, yeah. I would die. I would be out of this war quick. I'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going home. You guys, piss off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go write the great empty moon space novel. I'll see you guys later. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to go read some comics or something. Get out, get out my face. We'll draw comics with a stick in the dirt. Yeah, this is dumb. I mean, you can only push that rock up the hill so many times before it's going to come back mm-hmm. down. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But apparently, they're very stubborn people and yeah. uh, have not learned that lesson yet. Are they just maybe they're just psychopaths that just like killing? I like killing. Well, maybe that's the thing too. Is after you die enough, you go crazy from it, and now you're just perpetually killing. Mm-hmm. I'm just killing, man. I just like killing stuff. I'm just killing like Bob Dylan. Yeah, you know, it's either this or go to the gym, and going to the gym sucks. I'm just gonna kill some stuff. <laughs> just killing time. I read all the books I got. Uh, I could have some rock hard abs, but I mean, who am I going to show them to? Ain't no chicks on this planet. If I do, they're all ugly looking. So I'm just going to kill some stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's why you work out to look hot for chicks. And I mean, if they don't care because they're ugly, I'm just going to kill them. They're going to come back. Uh, oh my god watch me kill this guy hey check this out uh, he's alive but look what i did <laughs> nothing <laughs> so, you know some point you start killing people on your own team yeah just hey fred come here a minute <laughs> oh <laughs> i see you didn't expect it oh man you got me again steve i'm alive yay <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so it's essentially like this planet is like a Roadrunner cartoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. You missed the scene probably. Uh, I think you said mm-hmm. it was when they uh, painted the uh, the the tunnel on the wall. Mm-hmm. The the bad the null Enos guy was running and he smacked into it. That, say what you want, but that is a great gag. <laughs> and I love the fact that so uh, I did it. I love the fact that the Roadrunner runs through the wall and then the coyote who painted the wall goes, Hey, I can do that and then smacks right into the wall. Like you just painted that wall, buddy. Like you should I mean your memory's that short while <laughs> that you don't remember painting well, do- the wall. This happened in real life, though. Somebody, I think, painted, like, on one of those like, so. the road thing on the wall there. They painted a tunnel, and it was so realistic that a car turned to go into it and just right into the concrete. That's great. So, <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't do that. I love, uh, you know, the, the, the Warner Brother cartoons are just awesome. Yeah, they were the best. Yeah. So, all right, well, there you go. So, what do you think of the episode? Uh, it's hard for me to rate this one because I know what it leads to. Oh. Right? You know, it's setting things up. It's definitely setting things up. And because of that, it kind of makes me want to rate it higher. Okay. Well, I don't know. what a fun episode. So I would say at least a seven. Okay. Because I don't know what this sets up. So I'm just going to say I thought it was fun because, like, I loved how they died and then they just woke up like they were just partying all night long. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> What happened, bro? You should have seen that chick you were making out with. Dude, she was so <laughs> like for Life, that was crazy. Holy dude, shit. man, like yeah, she was like a like a moped, bro. Fun to ride, but you don't want your friends to see. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. uh, God, you should have seen your face, man. Like you were so dead. I'm gonna give this episode a six and a half because I thought it was fun. I think I also say seven. And I liked it because it was kind of space metal. Like all the dudes look like metalheads and stuff. Like it was just. Well, we've gotten away from the Romulans with their uh, metal cloth, you know, their, yeah. their wide shoulders. Now, oh, we get, yeah. now we're space dancing in. I like these better. Yeah. yeah, I like this better. Like he was definitely like a space metal dude. Like I just, I was hoping they would play a song. <clears throat> I, I really, I don't know why, but this episode was just kind of dumb. But it was like Highlander in space. You know, like mm-hmm. they live forever, you just keep getting killed and coming back. It's awesome. Like it's Groundhog. It's, space, it's you know what? No, it's actually Space Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, it's got more of a Space Groundhog Day do it. Like you just die and you wake up and you're fine. Exactly, because at some point they're just gonna start trying all these different ways to kill themselves and kill each other. I'm sure that happened. Like that probably happened like the fifth day. And like, dude, we can just. What do you want to do now? Let's dump hot lava on their faces. <laughs> cool. But it seemed like they carried over the wounds of their previous death. Yeah. Or they're just really ugly people. Uh, I'm going to go with they're just really ugly. Could be a little of both. Yeah. Well, some scars take longer to heal. Because <sighs> the one guy, the leader, Danzig, had like the weird eye thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But this episode was cool, man. I thought it was fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so there you go and Ben says it leads to big things so <laughs> it, it, it ratchets up a notch oh going to Flavortown I know I know where you're going with that oh my balls <laughs> so. alright well that's the episode everybody thank you for joining us Ben and Jenny um, I had a lovely time as always you guys are so much fun so much fun to be around you're fun. No, I'm 
we're the best friends. Our friendship friendship is huge. That's the biggest the biggest hands in our friendship. The biggest biggest friendship. Okay. So, um, so I think I'm gonna go watch some cold check. You guys want to review a cold check episode next week? Huh? Do we have to do the first movie or do we have to do the episode? I would say start with a movie because if you don't, it, it's it's very it just, hard to get back yeah, to. It's it, not it, okay. as well. And plus the movie still stands up. Because I mean, I watched the first episode. I liked it. The Ripper, which is basically the second movie. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. So okay, so I'll watch the movie. We can review that on next. We'll review that next Thursday. Okay. Are you excited, Ben? Look how excited you are. Yeah. I, I I will wear my seersucker suit during the. Uh, You'll wear that anyway. Yes, <laughs> I, I wore it today. It's just what I, it's. Hey, and it's legal now. After Memorial Day, seersucker is legal. Now, how many seersucker suits do you have? Just the one. Got to get more. Don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> nah. it can't be that. Ex- it can't be that expensive, right? I mean, uh, it's about a hundred bucks for a cheap one. Okay, well then you should get some more. Yeah. May, you know, maybe buy some seersucker material and learn how to make them yourself. Ah. Have fun at parties. Well, because I mean, you can teach a man how to fish. <laughs> they they eat for life, you know. <laughs> Look, I was so impressed that there were people posting pictures of me, people that I don't know, mm-hmm. but were posting pictures of uh, me from uh, Tidewater Comic. Is that what this is? It's just a cry for help and attention. Okay, as long as you're cool with it, man, I'm down. You know, what do you podcast? That's uh, pay attention to me. That's that's, that's true. the whole reason I'm here. I do it for the friendship, man. I enjoy the camaraderie. You know, I'm here going, look at me. I know about Star Trek. And I like, and I think now at this point, I'm in it to win it. Like, I'm doing all. <laughs> man. Like, we got to prove it. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to show you, like, I know when it's over, I'm going to die. Like, a Twilight Zone episode. Like, it's finally done. <laughs> he was never here to begin with. Yep. I'm just here to review Star Trek episodes. That's <laughs> yeah, it. We were doing that podcast <laughs> with Bob France. Bob, what? No, he died back in 1998. Because <laughs> I mean, like now that I feel like we've come so far, we can't stop now. I'm, because it's the it's the completionist in me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like I want to finish. I want to and I want to finish all of it. So that's the thing is when we get to Enterprise, and we finish with them, which you know chronologically will be the last of the film stuff. Star Trek 2017 will be out. Yeah, we episodes of that. So I mean, God only knows how long this thing. I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're trying to review 50 years of Star. And when we finally catch up, like after the new Star Trek is ended and stuff, and we're all like, finally we're free, and and we go about our lives for like two weeks, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they announce a new series or another reboot or something, and we'll just go back. We'll just go back and redo uh, TNG. We're all like 80. We're in nursing homes. We will. That'll be fun, man. I'm excited. Again, it's the completionist in me. I just want to finish it. Got to do them all. You know, yeah, it is. It's just, it's great. Because when I tell people, like, yeah, we do a Star Trek podcast, like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, we just finished TNG. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> They're like, right. That's 178 episodes, bro. Like, Dude, we, did a, we did them all. We hit 200 episodes. Podcasts don't do 200 episodes. I know. That's why I want to keep going, man. I'm, imp- I'm impressed with us. I was searching for a Kolchak podcast. <laughs> and, and, no, and here's the thing is I found uh, somebody reviewed the episode, and it was somebody I know. That's weird. I, the web, he used to be a web well, – he still is a web cartoonist, but he got into podcasting, right? And so he has a whole series of uh, – 
it's called autopilot uh-huh. and it's where he re- he and a friend review uh the first episode of series oh, interesting one, one of the last ones they did was kolchak and it was like and i never knew like i kept up with all of his work and stuff but i just completely missed the series and the fact that he did a kolchak episode two years ago that's awesome i'm like son of a yeah, but you weren't into Kolchak two years ago. This is a recent phenomenon. Well, I mean, being as obsessed with it, I mean, I've always been a fan of the of the show. Yeah, but never like th- I mean, I never heard you mention it. No, in no, any- no, not like this. Something, yeah. something flared it up. I I don't know. I had a Kolchak flare up and it was the X Files episode. Huh? It was the X Files episode in the the reboot, the the season ten or whatever the hell it was called. But was that like it was right after ago? that? Uh, it was right after that. that I was watching, watching stuff. It might be. Now, what 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 did the X Files do that fired you up about this? Well, they just they uh, had a character who uh, his costume was based on Kolchak, ah, and you were like, "Oh, I remember that." Okay, I got you. It was like an homage to Kolchak because Kolchak was a huge influence on Chris Carter, who mm-hmm. X Files. So, which is why Darren McGavin was on two episodes back in the nineties. Well, that's pretty cool. Have you gotten very far in watching? I'm watching the second episode. That's the zombie one. Yes, which is a good one. Yeah, uh, I like. I mean, I like the first two episodes. I thought they were good. Okay, so the first one was the Ripper. Mm-hmm. I like right. that one. I was sad the way the Ripper died. I thought that was a little too violent. Right, and then uh, the zombie episode was actually written by the guy who created The Sopranos. Really? Yeah. David Chase? David Chase. Wow. When he comes on, watch it. You'll see the written by David Chase. And uh, what was it? Uh, the guy who did Back to the Future, uh, Bob Gale. Mm-hmm. He wrote, uh, was it The Chopper? or wow. He wrote an episode. That's you, pretty cool. Yeah, you've got a lot of folks that went on. And this was like their first thing. Like Bob Gale, this is the first thing he sold in Hollywood. That's really neat. So... And then you've got like all these character actors from the 70s that are show up. But anyway. Interesting. Let's check that out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Benjamin. You're such a smart fella. I know. All right. Well, there you go, dudes. Um, let's, let's get out of here and we will reconvene next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Good night. Bye.